With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. Port, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'd like to welcome you to the November series of One Month to a More Effective Compliance Program. We're going to take up the topic of corporate culture. Back in October 2021, in a speech presaging the Monaco memo, Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco talked at length on the importance of corporate culture. She noted corporate culture matters. A corporate culture that fails to hold individuals accountable or fails to invest in compliance or worse, that thumbs its nose at compliance, leads to bad results. Let me be clear. A company can fulfill its fiduciary duty to shareholders and maintain a commitment to compliance and lawfulness. In fact, companies serve their shareholders when they proactively put in place compliance functions and spend resources anticipating problems. They do so both by avoiding regulatory actions in the first place and receiving credit from the government. Conversely, we will ensure the absence of such programs inevitably costs the company a costly omission and they end up the focus of investigations. Later, these thoughts were formalized into the Monaco memo. What does all of this mean for the compliance professional going forward? DOJ officials have emphasized that changes laid out in the Monaco memo and the requirements around Chief Compliance Officer certification are to empower compliance professionals. In the Monaco speech, she stated companies should feel empowered to do the right thing, to invest in compliance and culture, and to step up and own up when misconduct occurs. Companies that do so will welcome the announcements today. For those who don't, however, our department prosecutors will be empowered, too, to hold accountable those who don't follow the law. However, you may characterize it, and I'm going to channel my inner Glenn Fry here, of course, with a nod to Miami Vice, and simply say to CCOs and compliance professionals, the heat is on. To up the ante, Deputy Attorney General Monaco instructed the criminal division to examine how to provide incentives for companies to claw back compensation with particular attention to shifting the burden of corporate financial penalties away from shareholders who frequently pay play no role in the misconduct onto those who bear responsibility. In addition to this stick, Deputy Attorney General, or rather Miller, also noted that the carrots the DOJ wants to see. 
Compensation systems to promote compliance isn't just about clawbacks. It's also about rewarding compliance-promoting behavior. For years, companies have designed and fine-tuned sophisticated incentive compensation systems that reward behaviors that enhance profits. The DOJ will be evaluating whether corporations are making the same types of investments in adopting and calibrating compensation systems that reward employees who promote an ethical corporate culture and mitigate compliance risk. All of this emphasis on culture means that companies must not simply start paying attention to their culture, but they need to assess it, manage it, improve it, monitor those improvements, and then update and upgrade going forward, then rinse and repeat all in a documented manner which demonstrates to the DOJ or other regulators who are looking that a company not only cares about its culture, but it's continually working to improve it. Over the next month, we will be looking at ideas, strategies, and tactics to do so. How to assess your culture, how to manage your culture, how to monitor the improvements in your risk management strategy, and then how you can move to a model of continuous improvement. I know you will find this month on one month to a more effective compliance program extremely useful. So what are today's three takeaways? Number one, in October 2021, Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco announced that the DOJ would start to assess corporate culture. Number two, you have to have a program in place to assess your culture, to put together a culture risk management strategy, monitor that strategy, and then improve. And number three, you must have appropriate incentives and disincentives in your compliance program to demonstrate appropriateness to the Department of Justice. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.